1: Mercy and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, whose grace always precedes and follows us, help us to forsake all trust in earthly gain and find in you our heavenly treasure, where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this 21st Sunday after Pentecost is from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ. And individually, members... Today, as we hear God's Word regarding the fourth stewardship principle of our series, we want to keep in our hearts and minds the three principles we've already covered. One, God's stewards are God's stewards. We are His stewards by our recreation in holy baptism, and we belong to the Lord. Two, God's stewards are managers, not owners. We have been entrusted by God with life and life's resources and given the privilege of responsibly and joyfully managing them for him. Three, God's stewards are saints and sinners. We rejoice in and live out what God has declared us to be through the cross. Yet we also fight sin and its consequences each day. This then brings us to number four, God's stewards are uniquely singular yet profoundly plural. God's stewards recognize that their lives are not solo performances but are personal responses to God lived out within the community of faith to benefit the whole world. We've all heard the church called a family and we're all aware that the Bible speaks of us as God's children and therefore as brothers and sisters in Christ. Even though the family analogy is a good and helpful one, God also describes our unique relationship in terms of each of us being a member of one body, the body of Christ. That portrays a relationship that is simultaneously similar and different. It's important that as God's stewards, we all understand this unique relationship, its purpose, and its function as well. Can you imagine if members... Oh, of, say, the Mountaineers football team or the Reds in baseball didn't work together purposefully, using their individual, unique skills and talents for common goals and the mutual benefit of one another. I mean, if they didn't, their teams would be so dysfunctional they'd never hold it together enough even to have a team, let alone succeed at their common purpose. This is also true of the church. Yet I could make numerous similar analogies about sports teams or other such organizations, but the church is much more. It isn't a man-made entity. It is the creation of God. It's the holy, apostolic, and Christian church, the communion of saints as we confess in the Apostles' Creed, the body of Christ, and the Lord Jesus is the head. I mean, the first stewardship principle... We learned that we have been recreated through God's gospel word and baptism. And we know further from Scripture that each of us is unique, a valuable individual, fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Each of us is a differently outfitted member of the body of Christ. Just as our bodies are made up of unique, differently outfitted members, and yet are one body. Now last week, We heard that humans are composed of body and soul together, but our bodies aren't just one big head or one huge tongue, rather, our bodies are made up of different members, and each has a special characteristic, each has unique functions that are all cohesively part of one body. Each of our body parts is valuable. Even though some are more presentable parts, while others function out of sight, God created each of them and assigned each its function as He deemed best. So it is with us as individual members of His body, created and gifted with talents and privileges to use in correlation with the other members. That's always in order, that the whole body may function as God has designed it to do so, so the body will be healthy and able to carry out its individual and collective purposes. Last week, we explored the principle that said God's stewards are saints and sinners. Our flesh is still utterly infected by sin. Our nature is self serving. And because of this, we seek sheer autonomy. We, let's face it, beloved, are more me oriented than we oriented. So, in that, we begin to think that stewardship is really just a personal matter. Hey, It's between me and the Lord and no one else. But that understanding is neither true nor from God. St. Paul writes, Romans chapter 12, verse 5, So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. This is not to downplay the fact that we are individuals, each uniquely gifted, and that stewardship is something personal. Yet at the same time, Stewardship serves the community, the common unity, the one body of which we are members. If you are truly a Christian, then you are part of the body of Christ, and you are intrinsically connected to and are part of the other members of the body. In fact, in Romans 14, we hear this, For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Your own body is one unit, even though it's made up of many parts, and even though there are lots of parts, they all form a single body. That's the way it is with Christ's body, the church. And Saint Peter wrote in first Peter chapter four, that each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God has gifted each of you individually, and we function according to those gifts. But they weren't given us so that we could keep them to ourselves all boxed up, not use them, nor to use them exclusively for our own benefit. Rather, we have those gifts so they would be responsibly used to God's glory To benefit the one body of which we are members, God has indeed gifted you with time, talents, and treasure so you may serve your personal family, so that you may have enjoyment, and so you may serve the needs of the common society. But He's also gifted you specifically so you may serve the body of which you have been made a member by virtue of God's grace in Christ Jesus, who lived. Died and rose again for you. In the eighth chapter of 2 Corinthians, St. Paul teaches that part of the idea of giving and serving the body of Christ isn't so that other members might do well while you suffer, but it's so everyone will get along well. You know, at some time, you may be the one who's physically or spiritually in need. And those who are healthy or who have more of life's resources at the time then can bring aid and comfort. You can be of help to someone else in the body of Christ. All members and their contributions of time, talents, and treasure are important. And it's not just the most visible services that are important either. Rather, all are important, especially the things that aren't so visible or those that appear less important. We give and serve that God's mission and ministry through word and sacrament here at Redeemer would bring help, hope, and home in the body of Christ to others and to bring growth in each of us as a disciple of Jesus. I've said this before, that many don't realize that your very presence in church, in share groups, in Bible study, is of spiritual help and encouragement to others. Being present is important. Now, we don't do what we do as members of the body of Christ to earn God's favor or to achieve his being pleased with us, do we? No, because our Father is already perfectly pleased with us on account of the Son's obedient life, sacrificial death to sin, and new life which are ours through faith. Rather, we do what we do because of who we are and whose we are. Empowered by the Spirit, we love and serve God and our neighbor. In addition to serving this body in ways like I've just mentioned, the body of Christ also turns its attention to the lost and dying of this world, so they too may know the good news of God's grace in Christ Jesus to be saved. And so we seek to work through our focus areas of gospel sharing, worship and spiritual growth, serving others, congregational care and guest care, that God's kingdom would grow right here in Charleston, West Virginia. Each of you is an important member of the body of Christ. And this is important to remember as we recall this week's stewardship principle. God's stewards are uniquely singular yet profoundly plural. You should not. You don't have to go it alone. We were recreated for community, and we each can do our part in thanks and praise to the God who, by dying for you and washing you in holy baptism, has made you a member of his body, and in whose names your life and mine says amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let us pray. God, our light and our salvation, illuminate our lives that we may see your goodness in the land of the living, and looking on your beauty, may be changed into the likeness of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.